years ago, he came to Eagle's Nest, and he was helping us raise some funds so we could build out our building. But he also gave me a prophetic word, and it was the craziest word I've ever heard. He said, there are many waves in the ocean, and most sociologists will tell you that the seventh wave is a crashing wave. Hmm. And he said, God showed me, Dr. Gary, that you're not going to be on any of the waves of God. God is saving you for the last crasher that's coming with the glory of God in the last days. So he said, just get ready. You're going to see a lot of people catch waves with their little spiritual surfboards. And you're going to say, I wish I was on that wave, but God has saved you for the last day's wave. So Stephen gives me this card with a big crashing wave. And he says in the card, we believe you are positioned by the Holy Spirit to catch the next big wave of God that is coming on the earth. And then thank you for your leadership and so forth. So I'm just, uh, I'm kind of taken aback because I've, I've been sitting on that prophecy all these years. And then I believe we've been sensing in previous services and now I'm sensing this band is going to bring in the glory too. Mm. Amen. That God is about to do something. Now Apostle Stephen and Kelly Brooks have an international ministry. They teach the word of God. They share the love of Jesus. They are getting their own like studio. They're sort of like the early days of Paul Crouch and TBN. They're buying facilities right now. And they want to have a TV ministry that goes across America. And God seems to want it too because a lot of the money is starting to come in. I mean, some of the biggest uh, money is people responding to their desire to have a, a TVN type ministry. So, you know, when you do something that God wants, he provides because he's got plenty. Mm. Amen. And they've been on Sid Roth's show, It's Supernatural, uh, many times. They've been on other televised programs, and he's written several books, including Manifesting the Blessings of God, Working with Angels, Fasting and Prayer, and others. I mean, I, I was just going to write a little anecdote for one of his books, and he liked it so much he made it the foreword of his right. last book. That's right. yeah. So uh, I feel like yeah. I'm connected to this guy. Yeah. Matter of fact, at one time he was one of my ushers. Yeah. No? What was he, a greeter? We did everything. All kinds oh, you of did all the service jobs. Cleaning and anything. They met at Eagle's yeah. Nest. Right. That's right. Yeah. Stephen and Kelly, we couldn't yeah. stop it. They yeah. met. That's right. <laughs> yeah. He was one of your sons of thunder. He was one of my sons of thunder? That's right. Oh, That's I right. didn't. Uh, Kelly was a daughter. I didn't know you were one of the thunder kids. Okay. <laughs> you know, when, when they were about to have some of their first meetings, I took them to lunch one day. And you can confirm this. Mm. Mm-hmm. And at lunch I said, I feel the overwhelming sense that tonight in your meeting, you're going to have gold teeth. Mm-hmm. And uh, people are going to get fillings made of gold. Mm. And that, can you just tell us real quick what happened that night? Well, um, go ahead. You can use that microphone. Bill Weiss, who, you know, 23 minutes in hell, uh, you know, New York Times bestseller list. Bill Weiss was in that service. Yes. 
And he got some fillings too, didn't he? He got, I think he got two fillings, gold two fillings. fillings. And he had never had a dentist put any gold in his mouth ever before. He had never had a dentist put gold in his mouth. Right, so it was gold crossed in the shape of a cross. Oh, you're kidding. Where he needed, like, I guess he had two cavities. So God cleaned out the decay and filled them with gold crosses. One lady had uh, 13 gold crosses put in her Eleven. mouth. 11. She had a mouthful of cavities. That night? That night, right? 11? Yes. yes. Well, I'm, I'm getting the update right now. Uh, I mean, that's better than the one that I called out at the editor building where the girl got two perfect doves Woo. that filled her teeth with gold mm. on both sides. I mean, mm. one on each side. Mm. And we said we would pay her dentist to give her an affidavit that these were not gold fillings he put in, that they were given by God. And her dentist refused. He said, my associates will think I'm crazy if I say these gold teeth were put in by God. But he, he said, I don't know where you got these gold teeth, but it has to be a country that has the most perfect gold I've ever seen. There's no impurity in the gold in your teeth. And so it has to be from some foreign country. And uh, it was just like one of those things where you just know it was God's gold because mm. it was such perfect gold. Amen. Amen. Anything else there that, I mean. I think the, the funnest thing, Apostle Gary, is when people went to the bathroom, you heard people screaming in the bathroom when they opened their <laughs> mouth in front of the mirror. <laughs> you know, so we're on the other side of the wall. And you just would hear people scream because they were shocked with what God was doing. Well, that's mind-blowing. And what are you trying to share here? I got two gold teeth in the back of my mouth through the molar. When did you get those? That Your two night. That night? You were in that meeting. Okay, so she got two gold teeth where she had molars that night. And uh, I just wanted to say, from his first meetings, God's glory, gold and glory are the same word in the Hebrew. God's glory was starting to fall, even with the gold teeth. Let's give a warm welcome to Stephen Rosen. Thank you, Apostle Gary. Praise the Lord. Where did you come from? Praise the Lord. How about that? I backed up with Oh, that's such a blessing. Hallelujah. Are you happy to be here tonight at the Eagles Day? Wasn't the uh, praise and worship uh, glorious? Yeah. Yeah. We'll jump into the message in just a minute. Let me uh, just remind you there's a product table available in the foyer after the service, and you want to invest into your spiritual well-being. Can you say that? Yeah. Oftentimes we invest into our physical well-being. Well, have a nice meal. That's good to do. Uh, go out and get those little things that you like in life. But really, you want to also invest into your spiritual well-being. Sometimes people ask me, they say, they say, how did, how did you come into these things of the spirit? Uh, the more unusual uh, experiences and things like that, how did you come into it? I can tell you exactly, just point blank, how I did it. I read others' books who were already walking in it. Mm -hmm. And some of them weren't alive. Thank God they wrote a book, right? So you can read that book and you can connect with that anointing. Yeah. And you can say, Lord, I, I really like to step into this. But see, that fuels your faith, okay? So when you invest into these things spiritually, uh, it'll, it'll pull you in on that wave. Woo! You can write it. Hallelujah. So that's, that's why I wrote these books. You know, I had, a, I had an encounter with the Lord in Berlin, Germany about eight years ago. And the Lord appeared to me uh, as I was just concluding a, a 
21-day fast. And he had, he had a talk with me. He told me some really neat things. As a matter of fact, the first thing he told me, he said, I'd like for you to start eating again. I said, Lord, I'm all in. Praise God. You know, I get those bakeries and uh, apple strudel, and uh, they fat me up really good before I left. I had a, had a really nice time. But the Lord, the Lord said, I want you to start talking about the supernatural experiences that I've allowed you to have. And he could sense immediately that I kind of pulled back. He said, he said, my people are ready now. And I found out that all over the world they are. People are hungry, not just in Pentecostal or what we would call charismatic churches, but also Methodist churches, Baptist churches. I spoke at a Baptist church one time and the pastor had fallen off the roof and had severely injured his back, suffered for years. And in the, in the service when I was ministering, he got baptized in the Holy Spirit. He now calls himself a Baptocostal. And, but, uh, and the Lord came and just pulled. He said it was like an orange got pulled out of his back. He was instantly healed. Something the size of an orange taken out of his back. He was totally healed. He's preaching today and I've ministered in his church. You know, the strangest thing happened. See, you're in the right place tonight at the right time. I got under the anointing that night. I was really happy. And I said, brother, I said... I said, God's going to give you a church building before the year, the year is out. Debt free, paid off. And it got real quiet. It got real quiet. The circuit of people were stunned because they had kind of outgrown the one they were in. But I said, God's going to give you another one. But I got so happy, I even put the date on there before the year is out. And then, of course, later when the anointing lifts, you're like, wait, I didn't give a date, did I? And you did. They got it on tape, too. Uh, but, you know, time goes by, and I got busy, forgot about it. But I saw him last year, and he told me, he, he said, Stephen, what happened? He said, I was believing that prophecy you gave me, and we got closer and closer to the end of the year, and nothing happened. But he said, towards the end of the year, he said, I was speaking at a Baptist convention, and I was one of the main speakers. He said, when I got done speaking, and I was walking down from the, uh, from the stage to go take my seat, he said, another pastor came walking towards me. And handed me a set of keys and said, my church building is yours. It's totally paid off. And that was week number 52 of the year. That was the 50s. There's only like two days left in the year. Woo, hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. And there's no telling what's going to happen tonight. Amen. You're in the right place at the right time. Well, these products are back there on the, on the product table. Here's one that's called More Than Enough. More than enough, not just enough paying your bills, barely getting by, praise God, but more than enough. You know, it was a great miracle that God took the children of Israel through the desert for 40 years and their shoes never wore out. But can we ask an honest question? Does anybody really want to wear the same pair of shoes for 40 years? <laughs> praise, God. praise the Lord, even if they look brand new, you want some variety. In your life, who'd like to go into more than enough? Praise God. God bless you right there. Amen. Hallelujah. Here's one that's a lot of fun called Divine Visitations. You and the pink. I think we're going to get in this, into this, some of this tonight. And uh, you want to have a visitation, glory to God, hallelujah, by a holy angel, a visitation by the Lord. Mm. Well, well, let's just see what happens tonight with that. that that's on CDs on the product table. Here's one called Co-Creating. Some of you are aiming way too low. Did not Jeremiah ask the Lord, because the Lord gave him a very powerful word, you know, by land, when, you know, there's a war going on, and the people of Israel being hauled off to captivity, God says, by land, and Jeremiah goes, Lord, um, 
Mm, I know there's nothing too hard for you, but ooh, that was a powerful word. And the Lord came back and said, is there anything too hard for the Lord? Some of you need to create something amazing with the Lord. You're, you're reaching way too low. Hallelujah. Go do something great with the Lord. Go create. Go get in there. Wow, there was an amazing fragrance. Very perfume. Did you catch that? Sure is nice, isn't it? Manifesting the blessings of God. You know what your neighbor wants to see? Not an explanation. They want to see a demonstration. Well, this is how it works. You do this and you do that. Well, it doesn't, have you done it? Well, no, but that's what I was told. This tell you, this tell you how, to, how to manifest it so they can see it. And then you say, see, there it is. Mm, I think I'd like to get in on that. Okay, it starts with salvation. Okay, and so you just, you, you walk in the proofs of that which you actually proclaim. It wants to manifest the blessings of the Lord. Brother, God bless you tonight. Oh, hallelujah. Do something great with the Lord. Hallelujah. Mm. Fasting and prayer. If you get this book, you need to do it. <laughs> the hands go up a little slow. A little slow. <laughs> oh, but man, you're talking about going into the glory easier, so much easier. Fasting and prayer. Bless you. Bless you. Amen. Glory to God. I like good food, just like anybody else does. But um, wow, you, you lean in that stuff that's in that book. It'll really uh, put some uh, nitroglycerin in your system. How to operate in the gifts of the Spirit? What's the easiest gift to operate in out of all nine? Questions Prophecy. like that. Prophecy. Which gift is the most important? It's actually listed first. Word of wisdom. Why? I talk about all of that. And the believers, these signs shall follow you. Mm, mm, the gifts of the Spirit. Who'd like to move into the gifts of the Spirit? Praise God. Hallelujah. God bless you tonight. Amen. Lord, just bless him with the gift of promise. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. All kinds of goodies back there. Mm, mm. You know, I, I, I tell this, but I, I want to share it one more time. If you go to the average home of a normal person and say, show me the evidence of, of your prosperity, of your blessing, of the goodness that you have in your life, they'll take you to, your, to their living room and they'll show you their 4K television. That's 72 inches. And they'll say, that's it. That's my proof that I'm blessed. Okay? I was in the home of a man. His home was probably $20 million. He, the first thing he showed me was uh, his Rolls Royce. Then he showed me his, his Bentley. Then he showed me his Mercedes Maybach. I mean, he's got all these things. You can only drive one at a time, right? But he's got all this stuff. He had another car that was probably worth about a million dollars. And uh, he had, had all this stuff. But he, he, he wasn't showing that to me to demonstrate where the brain center of his house is at. He said, come with me, Brother Stephen. And he took me to his library. Mm. Why? Out of the library came all that stuff. Mm. Do you have a spiritual library? Are you reading good stuff? I'm not talking about National Geographic. That's <laughs> nice. But that can't get you into the glory. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Father, we just thank you tonight that as we go into your word... Let your word be anointed by your spirit. Thank you, Father, for all the good blessings that you're going to release tonight. Just lift your hands, everybody, to the Lord for a moment. And, Father, we just thank you. Let your blessings come down. Let our hearts open wide. Thank you, Father, for the mighty ministry of your spirit working now in this meeting in Jesus' name. And we all say amen. 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 amen.
Praise God. Apostle Gary, it's so good to be back with you here in this mighty house of God. Mm, thank you, Jesus. Let's take our Bibles tonight and go to Psalm 16. I want to talk about why you need to, why you need to hang out at the right hand of God. Mm. Woo! Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Psalm 16, verse, verse 5. Mm. O oh Lord, you are the portion of my inheritance and my cup. You maintain my lot. The lines have fallen to me in pleasant places. Yes, I have a good inheritance. Just say, yes, I do. Yes, I do. See, we're all different. God's got something very special just for you. Uh, no need to be jealous of what somebody else might have because you can have your own thing really going on with the Lord. See what I'm saying? Mm. And I do believe that the inheritance that God has for the church and the inheritance that he has for you as an individual in the body is very, very rich and incredible. And uh, it's more than enough than even what you need. Praise God. You know, those of you that live here in Orange County or in Southern California, you have some of the most pleasant weather in the world. I really like coming to Southern California because it reminds me of Israel. Israel and Southern California are both like semi-arid type climates. And they're almost like identical in their weather patterns. And so, but you live here. You've got it right here. The lines have fallen to you in pleasant places, see? But now in North Carolina, we've got some nice things too. See, here you have the ocean and the mountains. But see, we've got that over there too. We have other things that are distinctly unique to North Carolina. But also, every state has their own blessing. And every tribe, see, one nation but 12 tribes, and every tribe had their own unique identity and character. Judah, praise, tribe of Gad, warfare. They protected from the east side. Most of the attacks in the Israel would come from the east. The, the enemy would first meet Gad, and they were fierce. And then you have these different tribes. You have, uh, you have Asher up north by the beach. So nice, so beautiful. Mm. Just so many things. But every tribe had their own specialty, their own uniqueness, and their own thing that they said, hey, what you guys have is nice, but I'm happy with my thing. I like who God made me to be. Hallelujah. See, I, I, I like my life. I love my wife. I like the ministry God called me to. I like traveling. I like going home. I, the Lord has been good to me. The lines have fallen in pleasant places. My dear wife has a beautiful vehicle. I have a beautiful vehicle, beautiful home, beautiful ministry offices. I'm happy. But see, there's this thing in the church that seems to try to pop up at times called jealousy. But you don't ever need to be jealous because you can have your own. That's right. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. And not only can you have your own, you can have it tweaked to your liking, to your color, to your volume, or whatever it is that uniquely fits you. So I believe there's a lot in this song that would relate to God's goodness in your life. You have a good inheritance. I will bless the Lord who has given me counsel. Who has given me counsel. Uh, Apostle Gary was talking about how the Lord has blessed his ministry over the years with good counselors. That's because there is, there is the Spirit of God who can come upon you as the Spirit of counsel. Revelation chapter 4, Revelation chapter 5 both mention the seven spirits of God. There's not seven Holy Spirits, there's just one. But He can manifest in seven unique attributes. One of those is the Spirit of counsel. What is the Spirit of counsel? 
Does it mean that you got a psychology degree in college? Does it mean that you have a master's in the study of psychiatric evaluation? Oh, no, no, this is, this is totally different. By the way, be careful with those things. I'm not against them, but I, I know the root and the base of where modern-day psychology comes from. It all is rooted out of the ancient Greek philosophers, and almost all of them were gay. If you come under that teaching, you can very likely come under that same spirit. Be very, very careful with that. That's why you need the spirit of counsel. What is the spirit of counsel? It's the Holy Spirit coming on you, empowering you to advise and counsel people the same way Jesus would as if he were talking to them. Same counsel. That's why no two cases are the same. You just can't, you know, get out in from, you, you have to get out that counsel by the spirit of God. Glory to God. And it will really, really help people. May that spirit come on you tonight. That you take your time when you counsel people. You don't just blurt things out. Well, do this. No, you take the time. And if you don't know the right thing to say, take two or three days to pray about it. Before you give advice. Praise God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. There's, there's is counsel. Now, my heart also instructs me in the night seasons. Say seasons. Seasons. Mm. There are seasons when the Holy Spirit will awake you at 3.30 in the morning. It's seasonal. Why? It's, it extracts so much from you. <laughs> it's not easy. Especially if you go to work at 8 o'clock in the morning. Mm. But there are these seasons in the night where the Spirit of God can, can call you forth to get up out of bed. Hallelujah. Oftentimes when I have traveled overseas, particularly to India... And I have ministered and my wife was not able to come with me. The Lord would even send her angel to wake me up at 3.30 in the morning. And he would say, or let me, I, I, I have to be honest. It's not a he, it's a she. Her angel would say, Stephen, get up, it's time to pray. And her angel sounds just like her. Did you ever read the Bible? Peter gets out of prison. He has a miraculous escape. And he comes to the home church, the house church meeting, and he knocks on the door. And Rhoda goes to the door. Who's there? It's me, Peter. You know, the apostle. Well, I got out of prison. God's delivered me. She goes back and tells everybody praying for Peter to get out of prison. Hey, uh, Peter's been delivered from prison. He's standing outside at the front door knocking. Oh, no, 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 no. That's not Peter. Who is it? Oh, that's his angel. Why? What well, sounds just like him? See, the angel takes on, your personal angel can take on your characteristics. Can even start to look a little bit like you. Do I need to slow down a little bit tonight? Orange County's fast. I can... This is a fast county. Mm, glory. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Lord Jesus, we thank you tonight. There's counsel in the middle of the night in these seasons. It might last for three months. I called forth to my internet church audience. I said, I said, we're going to go for... I can't remember. I think it was like 45 days. 45-day challenge. Uh, it, it could have even been 40. 90. How many? 40. 40. Thank you. 40. I've done different ones. This one was for 40 days. Anybody that would like to attach with this and jump in, here's the challenge. Number one, you get up in the morning and you put a tithe of prayer in before the sun ever comes up. How much is a tithe? 24 hours of the day. That means two hours, 24 minutes. That means before the sun ever comes over that horizon, you have, our, well, the fragrance of the Lord mm -hmm. is coming in here. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, so why? The Holy Spirit's putting an emphasis on what I'm saying right now. Mm. 
day. So uh, putting prayer time in before the sun ever comes up, two hours, 24 minutes. Mm. Not legalism, not trying to uh, get over into any form of like you got to do it. No, it's just volunteer. We're just trying to get closer to the Lord. Who wants to go for it? And people joined in. But the, the challenge was if you wanted to get the certificate, you've got to go the whole 40 days without one single miss. No excuses, no misses. And so after the 40 days, maybe maybe just a handful of people did it. I, I know because I signed the, the uh, diplomas. Okay. But I was I was buying a new vehicle just uh, just a few weeks ago, and I was in the office of the salesman. And we had finally gotten the numbers agreeable, and uh, I, I had agreed to buy it, and uh, I signed on it, and so the vehicle's mine. And he got all happy when I had signed on it and basically locked it in. And he said, Pastor Stephen, I have to tell you something. I said, what? I thought he, he must be happy because I just bought the vehicle. He said, I've been watching all your programs. I said, you have? He said, yes. He said, you know that 40-day prayer challenge? I said, yes. He said, I did it. I said, you, you mean you actually got up in the morning before coming to work and you put all that time in in prayer? He said, yes, and I didn't have any misses. I did the whole thing. And he said, I marked it off on each day with a calendar. Day one, check mark, black check mark. Day two, black check mark. And he said, I got all the way to day 19, and that day I marked off with a red check mark. I said, why'd you mark that one off with a red? What was the change? He said, I got up early in the morning to pray. And as I was praying and seeking the Lord, this language began pouring out of me. It just flowed like a river. I said, you got baptized in the Holy Spirit and spoke in tongues? He said, yes. He said, yes. Praise God. Hallelujah. See, some of you need to get to the right dealership. See? <laughs> Woo! See that waking up early with the Lord, going to spend time with the Lord, and instruction and counsel will come to you from God. Now, I have set the Lord always before me. <clears throat> I was ministering in Raleigh, North Carolina, our state's capital recently, and uh, I've been to this one church uh, multiple times, but the pastor's wife, she was, she was before the congregation one time, and she went into a vision. And she said, I'm seeing right now, the Spirit of God's taking me back in time. I'm seeing right now Jesus Christ on the cross being crucified. I'm seeing him struggling to breathe. I don't know why, but I'm seeing him so struggling <gasps> to get breath. And when she called that out, what she was seeing, a lady in the church was delivered from 30 years of asthma. Oh, praise oh. God. Incurable asthma. See the Lord before you always. See the Lord before you always. Pastor Stephen, I'm struggling with this addiction, with this, with this secret sin in my life. Oh, well, just anytime you think about that, start thinking about the Lord crucified. Mm. Mm. And, and see that. See that. I, I used to be greatly puzzled why some of the great Catholic saints had such a, maybe we could say a devotion to the image of the crucified Christ. Because I always thought, hey, it's the resurrection. It's not so much the cross, it's the resurrection. But at the same time, I was, I was bewildered by 1 Corinthians eleven twenty six that says every time you take communion, you are proclaiming his death. I thought we should proclaim his life. Paul, I don't get it. What do you mean we proclaim his death? 
Why did the Catholic saints, the ones that had tremendous walks with God, put the focus where Paul did on the death? Because without the death, there was no life. And the more you understand that death and you go through that dying process of the self-nature, the more of the life of God you're going to have. Amen. And that's when you really start living. Woo, thank right. you, Jesus. Good, good work. Amen. Ooh, Lord, we give you praise tonight. So accept the Lord always before you. Thank you, Jesus. Mm. Because he is at my right hand, I shall not be moved. Let's go to verse 11. You will show me the path of life. There are two paths that you can take in this world. They both start out looking the same. There's a path of life and there's a path of death. But the path of death is camouflaged and faked out. Why? Because nobody willingly wants to go to hell. So it looks, actually, as you begin to get on it, illuminated. And it, it, it can see, Satan can come as an angel of light. And it can look very, very attractive. Even we could call it a false glory. But you have to be very, very careful because there is a path of life that God has chartered and preordained for you to walk on. And it's going to take all of your attention, all of your strength, and all of your focus to make it towards the end. Praise God. Hallelujah. You want to be careful. Parents, please listen to me if you have young people and they are thinking about going to college. Be very, very careful where you send your children to college. Amen. Why? Because there is a path that leads to life. There's another path that can look good. Oh, they can get a four-year degree over here. They're even offering a scholarship. I think we'll send them over here. Four years later, they hate God. They curse God. They're atheists. They're humanistic. And they have completely rejected the Christian faith. That's right. Why? Wrong path. Mm. But, but it looks so good. It looks so good. Yeah. But it's leading the wrong direction. A, a, a very powerful minister. A very powerful minister. I had lunch with him recently. He goes, oh, Brother Stephen, my granddaughter so loved Jesus, so loved the Lord. She finished high school and was offered a four-year scholarship to one of the leading universities in America. And he said, we sent her through that, put her through that, and we're so happy for her. Now she is a flaming God-hating liberal to the max. Hates God. Hates just, and he said, oh. We said, we, and he, he's thinking, we sent her down that path. Mm. We patted her on the back as we sent her off. Mm. And it was actually towards her destruction. Okay. Every university has a spirit over it. Yeah. One spirit. That's right. If it is founded on biblical principles like some of the early Ivy League schools were, that, did you know that Yale University was founded for the intention of proclamating the gospel all over the world? That's right. And raising up the world's finest preachers. Okay, so it, that that's not the case anymore, though, as I'm sure many of you know. But there is either an angel over that university, or a fallen angel, or a wicked spirit ruling in the in the, the right. realm of above. They're not both ruling; either one or the other that's is ruling. Right. And if you send your children off to one of those universities mm. that is under the control and influence of that demonic spirit, it will affect them. 
There are some that can get through it. There, there are those that are already developed in the Lord. They know their faith. They know who they are in the Lord. But there are many others, probably 90%, that are in their formative years still. Yes. And Christ has not still been fully formed in them. And they're very susceptible and very wide open. And if you put them in those places, it will not turn out good. What? Path of death. Mm. Mm. Praise God. Hallelujah. So you need to send them to a place where there is a holy angel of God over that. Every university has a, has a spiritual authority over it. Let's go further. Every Bible college has an angel over it. Amen. If the leaders of that college depart from pure doctrine, an evil spirit will come in and will bring in the things of the world, will bring in the teachings of the world, and will begin to corrupt that college. Moody Bible Institute is having a tremendous challenge right now. Why? Uh, just going, going through these things. Actually, many of the great universities are. Many of the great Bible colleges are. Why? The lack of moral compass. The lack of holding to the word. And, and all of these things of the world. Wanting to inundate and come in. That's and right. overwhelm with their new ideologies and new thoughts. And all these things that are not of God. That's mm. right. So you want to go somewhere where there's an angel over it. Liberty University has a very powerful angel over that campus. Amen. Praise God. But you know the ones that get the most excellent angels? They are the spirit-filled universities. That's the right. spirit-filled Bible colleges. I'm telling you, the angels look different. They, they look different from the others. Mm. Praise God. Hallelujah. Every church has an angel over it. Mm-hmm. Well, now, Pastor Stephen, in the book of Revelation, uh, that, that's talking about the pastor of the church. No, it says the angel of the church. The angel of the church delivers the message to the pastor of the church. Mm. Hallelujah. And this church has a mighty, mighty angel, a warfare angel over it. Mm. Hallelujah. Now, I know the angel that's over my ministry. I, the last time I saw him was probably only about, about 14 days ago in a vision. I saw him. I won't tell you what he was doing. But he was doing something to move my ministry forward. I saw him. He's about 25 feet tall. Now, he can condense if he needs to and come down to, how can I say, a size where you can actually talk without having to go like that. They can, they can do that. They can do that. But every church has an angel over it. Mm-hmm. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. And if, you're, and, and if a man of God is sensitive, a, a, a visiting minister, when they come into that church, like, like as a visiting minister, when I come into this church, I can sense the angel of this church. I can sense it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory to God. Every nation has an angel over it. There's also a fallen spirit, a wicked spirit that also contends for that nation as well. I was in Singapore one time. My My first visit to Singapore. And when I got there and got to the hotel, I was relaxing and looked up, and I saw the angel, the guardian angel, the the holy angel over the nation of Singapore. He was about 800 feet tall. One one leg uh, in the water, one leg on the land. This this thing was enormous. Hallelujah. Glorious, powerful, and holy. But there's also another evil angel that also contends, that also contends. The angel over the nation of America appeared to George Washington, President George Washington, our first president, during his greatest trial and had a conversation with him. That angel, the angel over America is named Union. Mm. 
Praise the Lord. Every nation has an angel over it. The angel over the nation of Ireland is named Victor. Victor was St. Patrick's personal angel, and he stayed when Patrick moved on to heaven when his life ended. Praise wow. God. Are we doing okay tonight? <laughs> That's why when you sit under certain things, you need to be aware. What is the spirit that I'm seeing? Amen. Under? That's right. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Mm. Lord, we give you praise tonight. Hallelujah. You will show me the path of life. Say, I'm staying on that path. In your presence is fullness of what? Sadness? Gloom. Deep, dark depression and excessive misery. <laughs> In the fullness of the, uh, of the Lord's presence, there's joy. There's joy. And you need to do whatever you can to get into his presence. Why? You'll be one of the happiest people on the earth. You know, I wasn't born with the Bible in my hand behind the pulpit. I was raised up in ministry, but I was also, before I went full-time in ministry, I was working full-time, trying to do ministry, trying to juggle both at the same time. But, uh, you know, really busy with both. Eventually, the time came, the Lord said, go full-time in the ministry. But before that, you know, I just worked a job and did the best I could. But I remember one day going into work, uh, and this was a very, very, very stressful job. And the people in the work were under tremendous pressure because the, the store, the, the corporate store that we were involved in, was the one where the largest stockholder in America shopped at. And he had, he had, oh, he had 100 million shares. He had, I think he had something like 100 million shares. And when he could show up at any moment, you're talking mass pandemonium amongst all the leadership and just intense pressure. And, I, you know, I was in all that mix. But I, I got so prayed up one time before going into work that I walked through the doors. When I walked through the doors, the senior manager said, no, no, you're supposed to be miserable like the rest of us. And because light was coming off of me. I was so happy in the Lord. Light was coming off of me. And they could sense that. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Why? I had been in the presence of the Lord. Mm, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And you get so full of joy, so happy, because God gives natural blessings. That's part of the covenant. God, uh, he'll, he'll allow you to have things come into your life that make you happy, that make your life comfortable, that allow you to be a blessing. But these things that God gives, there's a joy that's indescribable. Hallelujah. And it comes out of being in the presence of the Lord, in the presence of the Lord. And if you can get there, you go into a realm almost like timelessness. Can you say yes? yes? I remember one day I'd been praying at the house. My wife and daughter had gone into town. I knew they were going to be gone, you know, for at least half the day. And I said, Lord, I've got, I've got hours to spend with you. And I just took my Bible and notepad and just got on my knees and began to spend time with the Lord. And time began to go by. One hour. Then two hours. And the whole time, guess what's going on? Nothing. <laughs> not, 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 watch this. not enough anointing to lift the feather off the table. Nothing. You talking flat? Nothing. Flat as a pancake. Two hours go by. Almost three hours. Nothing. Nothing. But I'm, I'm still, I'm having a nice time, but no, nothing as far as what we would call like manifestation of the glory or nothing like that. But I'm still talking, still dialed in. 
And then, then out through the window, I heard a noise. I could see my wife's car driving up the hill, coming up the hill. And I knew that from that spot to the hill, the turnaround point, the drive back down to the driveway to the house, took exactly two minutes. <laughs> two minutes. And I watched her coming up the hill, and I turned back around thinking, I've got two minutes. And suddenly, it's like a waterfall from heaven came over me. Revelation, glory, supernatural quickening and power and strength began to flood over me. And God began to talk so fast. I said, God, you're talking so fast. I, 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 don't, I can't hardly take it all in. I feel like I'm standing under Niagara Falls. And I said, Lord, I said, you do know I've been here for hours. And why would you wait for the last two minutes to start doing all this talking? You could have told me all this earlier. <laughs> and this is what he said. He, he said it so clear. It had been just as clear as if one of you stood next to me and spoken in my ear. He said, I didn't want to talk earlier because I didn't want you to leave. I like your presence so much, I kept you here as long as I could. Oh. And he feels the same about each and every one of you. Amen. But all you have to do is respond. Stop letting other things tell you there's more joy in this. Mm. Pastor Steve, let's run over here and do this. <laughs> oh, you got to try this. <laughs> there's nothing that will make you more happy, satisfied, or joyful than spending time with the Lord. Do that and then go out and go do that and then go do that. Then it will have life in it. But the, the joy is in his presence. And you get there. You can get there and that presence comes. It does seem like you've entered into a realm of eternity where you can just stay there as long as you want. Stay there as long as you want and just enjoy it. Spirit of God's moving on many of you right now. The glory is coming upon you. Some of you are even going to feel the heat coming across your shoulders. When a new anointing comes on you, sometimes it can come over the shoulders. That's where the Old Testament prophets wore the mantle. Okay. Also, it said about Jesus that the government will be upon his shoulders. Okay. So authority, anointing comes over the shoulders. Some of you are going to feel like a tangible weight come down and something will rest on you from heaven tonight. In your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasure. Say pleasures. Pleasures. Forevermore. Jesus, we thank you tonight. The pleasures of God. The glories of God. And so the Lord wants many of you to come into the glory realm of visitation and supernatural encounter. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. A lot of the old commentaries, just close them down. Don't need to read all that stuff. It'll make you dry. A lot of seminaries. You know, ministers joke and call them cemeteries. Mm -hmm. But really it's no joke. People go off to those things and it's like they get spiritually neutered. They come out of it with no fire, no anointing, but with a whole bunch of stuff up here. And it can't help anybody. Okay. And so just go spend time with the Lord and the presence of the Lord. Begin to talk to you about all kinds of things. And he'll carry you into the glory realm sometimes. He'll take you on these trips. He'll take you on a 20-minute vacation. Show you things that will do more than a spa can do in 10 years for your body. Hallelujah. Just get into that glory. Hallelujah. Get into the glory. Praise God. And here's the thing. Heaven is massive. And so the Lord has shown me areas of heaven and visions where he's taken me up to heaven. But I've only seen little bitty parts. It's like going to New York. How can you see it in one day? It's just too big. New York City. You need time to spend in this and that. 
but it's very, very vast. You know, it reminds me of a person flying over the Pacific Ocean, looking out the airplane window, and he told the person next to him, he said, Woo! That's a lot of water. And the man next to him said, Yeah, that's just the top of it. Say, now say to the Lord, say, I want to go deeper. I had a very powerful experience one time years back where I woke up in the middle of the night and I sensed something's coming. Please, when that happens, position yourself. Remember, David heard the sound in the top of the mulberry trees of people marching. Well, that's the angels mm -hmm. coming to back him up in real life battle. So that's when he begins to get ready to move. So sometimes you, you hear something in the spirit or you sense something. Mm, something's about to happen. I don't know what, but I'm getting up. And so I, I got up out of the bed. I told my wife, I said, I, I'm going to go to another room. Went to another room and laid on the bed and just kind of stayed awake, you know, and, and looking around. And five, five angels came into the room. And they said, we are the five angels of revival. And I got to talk with them for 30 minutes. And one of the angels was so humble, 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 strong, strength, but humble at the same time. That's what meekness is really, strength but humility, both woven together with the right, with the right measure. And he was so humble. And I asked him who he was. He told me he was the angel that stood with Evan Roberts in the Welsh Revival. See, Azusa Street sprung off the Welsh Revival. Mm, very, very interesting, isn't it? But he was a very, very humble man, Evan Roberts, and that was the angel that stood with him. Are you ready for the new glory and the new wine? Yes. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So this is going to become more normal in the body of Christ because you're going to start to get a lot of help from the other side. A lot of help from the other side. Thank you, Lord Jesus. There's people pulling for you on the other side. The angels of God, the Lord himself, the captain of the host, Jehovah Sabah, the Lord of the angelic armies. Mm. But there's others. There's others who have an interest, a marked interest in your life. Praise God. Destiny is unfolding. That's why you need to spend time with the Lord. Spend time with the Lord. Glory. Glory. I, I, I'm a fan of John Wesley, the founder of the Methodist Church. Why was it called the Methodist Church? He had a method of evangelizing, discipling, and equipping saints. And it just multiplied and multiplied and multiplied. The anointing on him was so strong back in the 1700s that when he would go preach, people would come by the thousands, oftentimes climb up into the trees, into the trees to listen to him. Now remember, Methodist minister, right? Founder of Methodism? He would tell them, come down from the trees. Because when the Spirit of God comes, if you don't come down, you're going to fall out of the tree. Wow. <laughs> You'll always have a few. They're not going to come down no matter if Jesus stood there and told them, right? But then the Spirit of God would come into the meetings. People start falling out of the trees. Mm. And all the gifts of the Spirit would be in operation. Hallelujah. That's not done with the Methodist church. Amen. But see, I honor that anointing. And I own a Methodist church building that dates back to 1877. The church members actually formed it in 1830, but they built it in 1877. Well, how'd you get something like that? Honor the anointing. John Wesley likes me in heaven. Hallelujah. He's thinking, boy, he did a good job on that church. We remodeled that church. It's ready for the next 100 years. Whoa, we made that place beautiful. Mm. The wood in it is actually a 
species that is no longer in existence. You can't even get it today. It's so old, so beautiful, so hard. You can hardly even drive a nail into it with a hammer. Beautiful, phenomenal wood. Mmm, thank you, Jesus. So I touch that anointing, honor that. I, I own a this church building. Just kind of almost like fell into my lap. Praise God. Mmm. Mmm. Thank you, Jesus. Mmm. Something that's going on right now with mentors. Oh, be careful what you ask for. You can get it. Is anything too hard for the Lord? No. Be careful what you touch because you could end up having it. Hallelujah. Be careful who you study under. It will affect you in a very good way. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to pray for you in just a minute. The anointing is coming. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I ministered. Glory. Last year in France. At a Catholic, Roman Catholic church, 700 years old. Even the priests were 700 years old. Don't just go. He wasn't that old, but he's a dear brother. I've actually had him speak at my church before. And I spoke on Pentecost Sunday. The fire of God was there in unusual glory of the Lord. And the evangelical Protestant missionaries who visited that Sunday were just completely perplexed. How in the world are you allowed to speak in the Roman Catholic Church? You're a Pentecostal minister. They don't, he said, this minister, I've been in France for years and years. They never allow this. How is it they allow you to speak on all, all things of Pentecostal Sunday? I said, because I love them. And I, I, I said, I love the saints. They have inspired me for a deeper walk with God. So the Catholic Church opens its heart to me. <clears throat> Glory to God. The Lord's opening his heart to you right now. What part do you want? Mm. What part of him do you want? Thank you, Jesus. Healing anointing. Miracle working anointing. Deep walk with God. Thank you, Jesus. You know, there's a race on behind the scenes that most people are completely unaware of. There's a race in the spirit realm amongst men and women on the earth who are in the know. Who can be closest to the Lord? Oh, Jesus don't track stuff like that. He, tra he tracks everything. 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 If ESPN can tell you who the top tennis players in the world are, ranked number one through 100, trust me, the Lord knows right now who those types of people are that are really coming after him. May you be found in that group. May you be found in that Enoch company that say, I, above all things, want a deep walk with God. I want my private life and public life to align. I don't ever want to live a double life. I want to walk in the spirit of the fear of the Lord. I want to ascend up to the Mount of Zion with clean hands and a pure heart, and talk to God face to face. Amen. What part of the Lord do you want right now? He's opening his heart to you tonight. Just lift your hands to the Lord. Now, Father, we just thank you that in your presence is fullness of joy. We thank you. Now, Father, your people are hungry for you tonight. Come in after you. Lord, there's an anointing right now for angelic visitation. 
There's anointing for angelic visitation. Tonight, some of you are going to have angelic visitations. Glory. Glory. Some of you are going to be taken up into the glory realm. You're going to see things. You're going to see things. Father, I just release that anointing on your people. Lift your hands. Lift your hands. I release that anointing on your people. Now, receive. Receive that the fragrance of the Lord is coming into the meeting. Oh, the Lord loves you so much tonight. And we are on the verge of a glory move of God's Spirit. Hallelujah. Get your life in order now. Get your life in order with the Lord right now. Don't wait. Run to the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Lord, we give you praise. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Lift your hands and say, Lord, visit me tonight. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We just give you praise. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Wait on the Lord just for a moment. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, we give you praise. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Everything begins with walking in the knowledge of God. Everything begins with giving your heart to Jesus. Perhaps you're here tonight and you're, you're inspired by what you've heard from the Word about the promises and how God can bless. But it all begins by first coming to Jesus and having your sins washed away and receiving eternal life and forgiveness through Christ. If you're here tonight and you've never made Jesus the Lord and Savior of your life, but you want to receive forgiveness of your sins now, wave your hand at me. If you're here tonight, wave your hand. Please come, please come right here so I can pray for you. If that's you, your hand is up. Please come. Please give them, give them a hand as they're coming. Anybody else, please come to the front. God bless you. Stand right there. Anybody else, you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life. You want to receive forgiveness of sins. Come over here, my friends. Anybody else? Anybody else? Hallelujah. You three, please come stand right here. You want to make Jesus your Lord and Savior? Just face me. Just say this. Say, Jesus, forgive me of my sins. Wash me with your holy blood. I believe you are God's son and that you were raised from the dead. I accept you as my Lord and Savior now. I give my life to you. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Amen. Amen. God bless you. The Lord has heard your prayer. You belong to him now. Hallelujah. God bless you. Your sins are washed away. God bless you. The Lord loves you. Amen. Now serve him. Do you have a church home? Anybody here? Do you have a church home? Yes. Where? I've been here through the church home. Good. Okay. Stay plugged in. Do you have a church home? Okay, right here. God bless you. Stay plugged in and grow in the things of God. God bless you. Good have your seat. Thank you, I haven't been serving the Lord the way I should. My, my walk with God has just completely fallen off the other edge of the world. But I want to get right tonight. Just lift your hand. I'll pray for you right where you're at. Lift your hand. You want to get your heart back on fire with God. Thank you. Just lift your hand high. Father, you see the hands right now. Bless them. Fill them with your spirit of God. Fresh fire and grace and anointing and strength. 
and touch them and bless them tonight with your hold and your compassion and your grace, your holy embrace in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. Glory to the Lord. Glory to the Lord. You need a healing in your body. You need Jesus to touch your body. We thank God for what doctors can do, but sometimes there's things that only God can fix. He knows how to do it. He's the one that made it designed your body. If you need a healing for your body, I want the first 20 people come right now to the front. The first 20 people come to the front. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Come and stand at the front. Thank you, Lord, tonight. <laughs> Glory. Thank you, Lord Jesus. That's good. We'll catch a second wave if we need to in just a minute. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What I'm going to do is I'm going to start down here. I'm going to start down here. When I touch you and put my hands on you, all I want you to do is just take it by faith. Okay? Just as simple as if I took this water bottle and I said, take it. All you have to do is grab it and take it, right? When I touch you with my hand, that's when I want you to take whatever it is that you need from the Lord. He need power. The Lord Jesus came to me one time and he talked to me about the anointing. He said, I have given you a healing anointing. Tell the people that when you put your hands on them, I will put my hands over your hands and my anointing and power will flow into their body and will affect a healing and a cure in their body. Okay? So all you need to do is receive it, okay? And when it comes in, when it comes in, just take it. Just take it right then. Begin to move around and do some things that you couldn't do before. Will you do that? Say yes. yes. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lift your hands to the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Who, who tonight has been smelling anything supernatural? Wave your hand at me. Brother in the white and black shirt, brother. Beautiful fragrance coming. The brother right there, yes. Like what? Wood. Cedar wood. What does cedar wood represent? Incorruptibility. The panels of the Temple of Solomon are all lined with cedar. Why? The resin made the king think very clearly. Okay. It represents incorruptibility, long life, and also uh, royalty. Praise God. Hallelujah. Anytime you're smelling perfume, it's very sweet, it means you're in the glory realm. You're in the heavenly realms. Remember Ephesians 2, 6, we're seated with Christ in heavenly places. Vanilla. Vanilla. Pastor Kelly is getting vanilla. What does it mean when you're smelling vanilla? It means everything's very peaceful between you and the Lord. Your walk with God is all right. Who else is getting something? Wave your hand at me. Over here. Vanilla. Praise God. God's going to get you tonight. Who else is smelling something? Yes. Orange. The, the energy of God. Yes. Who else? You're praying having a good time. Yes. Roses. What does roses mean? They just hit me. Roses. The Lord is here. That means the Lord's here. The presence of the Lord. Oh, Pastor Stephen, he's so busy. He don't have time to come by Orange County. He's got all the time in the world for you. Oranges. He's got all the time in the world for you. One more. Who else? Anybody else getting something? Yes, that brother right there. What do you smell? Jasmine. Jasmine. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. It's been a while since I polished up on my jasmine. <laughs> but it's the floral fragrance of heaven. You're in the glory room, basically. One more. Who else? 
Yes. Yes. I'm smelling like a perfume oil. Perfume and oil. Thank you, Jesus. You're, you're in the, uh, the holy place, the temple. Mm. So you're right next to the holy of holies. Just let the Holy Spirit take you on in. Take you on in. Are you ready to receive the healing anointing of Jesus who loves you so much tonight? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Lord Jesus, we give you praise and glory. I'm going to put some of the anointing oil on my hands. If one of the uh, assistants would pour some of this on my hand for me. How many of you? Oh, ooh, the roses are just getting really nice. Hallelujah. Mm, the roses, hallelujah. Jesus, we praise you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Are you ready? Lord, we thank you. Lord, we thank you. You ready to go first? Yes, sir. When I touch you, just receive, okay? I'm going to come quick. Are you ready? I'm coming quick. Receive. Receive. There it goes. Receive. 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 Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Receive. Lord, we give you praise. Hallelujah. Receive. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Receive. Thank you, Lord. Receive. Receive. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Receive. Thank you, Lord. Receive. Receive. Thank you, Lord. Take it. Thank you, Lord. Receive. Receive. Oh, it's very rich over here. Hallelujah. Oh, receive in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Blessing, blessing, blessing. Receive. Receive. Thank you, Jesus. Receive. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Receive in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Receive. 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 Thank you, Father God. Apostle Gary, the Lord's going to fill this house to overflowing. He's going to fill this house to overflowing. Hallelujah. Receive. Thank you, Jesus. Receive. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. One more. Receive. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Anybody else who's been touched for your body? Anybody else who's been able to touch your body? Jesus, just lift your hands. Receive. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Lift your hands. Receive in Jesus' name. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Who wants to go to Israel? You've never been there. It's a heart's desire. Or you have been there and you want to go back. Lift your hands. Stand up. Stand up. You'll be recorded by the recording angel. Stand up. Stand up. Wow. <laughs> Pastor... Apostle Gary, this tells you a lot about the heart of your people. That this is why the Lord's also going to increase this house so dramatically. Is the love they have for God's people. 66 books in the Bible, every one of them written by a Jewish author. 12 apostles, every one of them Jewish. The Messiah, Jewish. Hallelujah. And so for so many of the Jewish people, we're now in while they're the branch that got cut off. But God's going to bring so many back in. 
He's going to save all of Israel. He's going to bless Israel. So one of the best ways to bless Israel is to go there. You help their economy. You sleep in their hotels. You eat their food. And it keeps their, their economy healthy. You want to go lift your hands, watch the money come. I'm praying for every single person that God help you come up with $4,000 if you can go. Whenever you have a door to go, you'll have it. You'll need it for the tour, for the airfare, and the food. And that will also be a group for shopping money. Oh, God, send your holy people to the holy land. Let the angels come now and cause provision to come. That many that their hands are raised, they can even take somebody else with them. All that husbands and wives can go, and Father God, the babysitters would line up for the children so that the parents can go, and that everything worked just right. Father, provision coming, 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 coming in the name of Jesus. Say, I got it. Healing. Lift your hands. When I touch you, just take it. Lord, we give you praise tonight. Thank you, Jesus. Receive. 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 Hallelujah. Receive. Thank you, Jesus. Receive. Thank you, Jesus. Receive. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we give you praise. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Anybody been in a car accident or had scoliosis? Come one more time. Come one more time. Scoliosis, car accident. Come one more time. Thank you, Lord. Just go in the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Praise you. Praise you. Praise you, Lord. Thank you. Glory, glory to the Lord. Hallelujah, 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 glory. Thank you, Jesus. Are you ready? I'm starting right here. Thank you, Lord. Proceed. Into the back. Receive into the back. Receive fire into that back in Jesus' name. Here comes. Receive into the back. Healing in the name of the Lord. It went right into you. Went right into you. Take that. Begin to move around after you've been prayed for. Just lay out if you need to, but then begin to move around. Receive fire into that back. Healing in Jesus' name. Receive healing into the back. Fire in the name of the Lord. Glory, hallelujah, you're standing in the fire of God. Just take it, take it. Into the back, receive healing power in Jesus' name. Into your back, here it comes. Receive in the name of the Lord. Fire in the name of the Lord. Receive. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, receive. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Glory. Receive. Hallelujah. Receive. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Fire. Hallelujah. Thank you. Fire in the name of the Lord. Here comes the roses. Fire, fire, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, God, we give you praise tonight. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. 
you to do something that will take courage. But you'll be delivered if you'll do it. If you're addicted to nicotine, cigarettes, snuff, smoking, you come here and you'll get delivered right now. There's an anointing for deliverance from any nicotine at all. If you want that, if you have the courage to come, the Lord will set you free. I don't want to embarrass anybody. I don't want you to, but, but look, who cares? Just come. come. If you have an addiction, just come. Yes, stand right here. Father, I lay my hands on Casey right now. The foul spirit of addiction. Right. Loose him in the name of Jesus. Now. Fire in the name of the Lord. Cleansing. Cleansing. Cleansing in the name of the Lord. You've been sweating tonight? Let's get back from my camping trip. So yeah. I'm like a little bit taller. Yeah, it's good. Fire. Fire in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. He's cutting some things. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, a new law. That's right, a new a talk. A new walk. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay. Prayer will either keep you from sin or sin will keep you from prayer. Get up tomorrow morning and pray. These things will never touch you again. That's going to fill you in a mighty way. Where's your home church? Okay. We'll serve the Lord. You'll be blessed and run with the things of God. Okay. God bless you. Thank you, Jesus. Apostle, do I have, can I have three minutes? Sure. Okay. If you're here, you don't speak in tongues, but you want to, you can have it right now. We can do it in three minutes. So, come get it if you want. I'll pray for you. You'll be filled with the Spirit. If you do not fill up, fill, if you're not filled with the Spirit and you do not speak in tongues, but you've always wanted this. Look, come get it. You can have it right now. I'll pray for you. You'll get it just as easy as drinking a glass of water. Come. You want that. You don't have it. Come. Don't, don't be embarrassed. Just come. Amen. Who cares what people think? Come. Welcome back. Come on. Anybody else? Anybody else? Come on. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I'm going to pray. Anybody else? Come. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You may even want to be here alone. Righteously bold, and ask the person next to you, do you speak in tongues? <laughs> Tell them if no, you And go with them. Go come with them. That's Let's right. Go with, go with them. Lord, we pray you Amen, pray amen. You. Bring them, Lord. Bring them, Lord. Lord. God bless you. Praise God. Thank Lord, you, Lord. Thank you. Glory. Lord, we thank you. Please stand right here. Praise God. You're both saved and you both love Jesus, don't you? Anybody that's saved has the Holy Spirit on the inside of them, just like this has water on the inside. What's the difference between getting filled with the Spirit? Water starts getting filled to the top and overflowing. The overflow is what God wants you to have right now. And when you get into the overflow, you also have the ability to speak in other tongues. There's two types.
types of tongues mentioned in the Bible. It's this new language that comes up out of your mouth. When it's done in a public assembly by one person that's speaking it before the congregation, it needs interpretation. But there's a different tongue, which is for your own private prayer life. And you can just pray in the spirit, not in English or your native language, but you can just pray in the spirit and it builds you up real strong. Because your earthly language only takes you so far. Would you like Jesus to fill you with the Holy Spirit tonight? Lift your hands. Father, I just thank you for these two, their courage, their bravery. I lay my hands on them right now in the name of Jesus. Jesus, fill them with your Holy Spirit to overflowing. Be filled with the Holy Spirit to overflowing. Thank you, Jesus. Say, I receive the fullness of the Spirit. Hallelujah. Stand there just for a moment. You know, when you got saved, maybe you felt something. Maybe you didn't, but you took it by faith and Jesus saved you. Well, maybe just now, maybe you felt something. Maybe you didn't. But it doesn't really matter because you took it by faith, right? That's right. And Jesus honored that and he filled you with his Holy Spirit. Now that he has done that, you actually can speak in other tongues. So this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to count to three. And when I get to three, I'm going to start speaking in tongues. And when I say three, when I start speaking, you start speaking. Just open your mouth, it'll come out. Just speak it. That's all you have to do. If you open your mouth and speak it, he'll give you the utterance. Will you do that? Yes. Okay. Will you do that? Some of you that were a little shy and didn't come up here, if you'll do it right where you're at, he'll still feel you right there. But you're getting dexterous. Okay, when I get three, please, every single one of you do it with me. Start speaking in tongues. Will you do that? Yes. One! Aren't you glad you're in Eagle's Nest tonight? <laughs> No, no English, just whatever comes out. Ready? Three. to do it for you. Why? Everything is by faith. Okay. The just shall live by faith. So just open your mouth and speak whatever he gives you. Are you ready? On three. Just let it come out. Loud and strong. One. Come on for ten more seconds. Thank you, Lord. Lord, fill your people tonight. Dreams, visions, revelations. Ye walk in the glory. You do not have anointing. Lord, we thank you for translations. We to pick it up and take it to other places and then take it back. Father, thank you. Receive. Receive, Father, we praise in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. It's good. It's good. It's good. Amen. Apostle Gary, please come up. 
Amen. You can have your seats. God bless you. Praise the Lord. Isn't the Lord good? Amen. My wife and I, we are so honored to have our relationship with this great man of God. And he's a general in the body of Christ. And I know that God's going to bring a mighty wave of the Spirit. I feel like for those of you that are connected to this house, it's like you're getting in on the beginning of Microsoft before it ever took off. That's right. You're in the right place. Amen. I'm so happy that as God begins to lift up, lift up, you're a part of this great work that He's doing. God bless you. We love your apostle here. Thank you, Stephen. For more information about the ministry of Apostle Stephen Brooks, visit our website at stephenbrooks.org.